Hello, hello everybody. How is it going? This is Alvia Crescens from Starseeds and Soul Fractals. And this is the zero episode of the Starseeds and Soul Fractals podcast. And I wanted to, first of all, give you an introduction to what this podcast is all about, how we're going to approach this theme of Starseeds and multidimensionality, as well as what it's going to look like. I'm also going to get in on with my own Starseed Awakening story and kind of how this aspect of my life, how my soul has really spoken to me, even when I didn't know it was speaking to me. Um, so I'm going to get into all of that stuff and you can get to know your host in this first slash um, this, this episode zero of the Star Citizens for Fractals podcast. Okay, so what we are here to do, we are going to bring you inspiring interviews from all kinds of spiritual professionals who either identify with the Starseed label, concept, whatever you want to call it, um, or who have had some deep experiences with extraterrestrial spirits or contactees, stuff like that. So this will be an open forum for these things and we will embrace magical thinking as well as just these open-minded uh, conversations and the multidimensional alien nature of our beingness. And what my sort of mission with this podcast is to maybe get us out of some of these misconceptions that this sort of space, this, this starseed scene, so to speak, has had, I would say, almost like infiltrations. And, you know, we just want to get out of the box, out of the new age box, if that makes any sense. Because although the starseed, you know, the, this, this theme is very much prominent in the new age community and it has been known for being quite a new age thing i feel like there is also something so much deeper for when it comes to being a multidimensional being and just accepting that the earth is not the only place to be multidimensional in and I hope to see some very rich conversation, very intriguing and inspiring conversations in these interviews. And I will, of course, share some of my own perspectives as well. But the main sort of gist, the main idea of this for me to present to you different perspectives on these conversations and on these topics, we might have different sort of, I guess, topics, overall overarching topics for each guest, since I do have people with different, uh, yeah, very different kind of areas of focus that they have for this. And therefore, I feel that this is going to be getting very interesting, you know, this is going to be getting 
super interesting for when it comes to the this field, I guess. I feel like this is, yeah, this is going to get very interesting and very enlightening as well as, you know, very expansive because there are so many things that I've just been thinking in my head. And I've also been thinking like, because I have an idea of people who I want to interview here, I have a list. <laughs> so there are so many things that I want to ask these people, you know, and there are so many conversations to be had. So when it comes to my perspective, it's not going to be the only one, but I also feel like I, like even from the beginning of my starseed journey, kind of found that I was a bit different in that way as well. <laughs> but, um, but the more I learn, the more I learn, and I'm always willing to learn more. So the maturation process has been there for sure. And I believe that many others will also have their perspectives uh, shifted throughout this thing. Um, and we certainly want to be open to that. And so as a starseed, as somebody who was born into a rather unmagical family, as I like to describe it, I found out about this uh, term when I was in art school. So I was already taking my art craft into a more serious place. And I was also getting curious about these more spiritual side of things, even though it was already present, but I hadn't quite committed to that, so to speak. So then I found out that, okay, this is an actual thing. And I was very fascinated by aliens at the time. And even when I was a kid, you know, I read a book about aliens. Like there's this beautiful picture book that, that I think is still at my parents' place, but it's such a cool book. Freaking love it. Um, and that book just has all kinds of aliens, their spacecraft and stuff like that uh, in it. So it's freaking cool as heck. And I remember when I was a child, I would sometimes think that, okay, like, when are aliens going to come? Uh, I was thinking, like, often I thought, like, that I was an alien, and I even asked my parents, like, are you sure that I'm not, like, an alien child or adopted or something like that? There was no reason for that, because, like, even when you, like, if you, like, compare my face to my parents' faces, it's not like there's too much of a visual difference, but spirit-wise, the soul has always felt very different. My thing with multidimensionality, I woke up in 2011. I had already been kind of given some nuggets about energy, about the law of attraction, and about karma and stuff like that. And, you know, my background before that was that 
I was a Christian tutor for a while, but then I realized that, okay, this is about converting people. So I'm not going to go on. And then I had my gay awakening. I was just like, damn, I'm not straight. <laughs> uh, and just so you know, I am a transgender man. And the gender thing was also a little bit complicated for me growing up. So uh, yeah, that was another thing that I had to figure out throughout my life. And, and so first finding out I was not straight and then later on discovering more about my gender, which also happened after my starseed awakening. But my spiritual awakening itself, it was a situation that pretty much kept me on this planet and has uh, has probably kept me on this planet anyway, even though I've had like very severe depression, depressive episodes, you know, very intense situations in my life, which actually is getting better now, right? Like I haven't really had like a full on depressive uh, episode, which would have lasted for months or anything like that for a good while now or over a year at least, almost, I would say over a year and a half, maybe, or two years. Again, it's hard to measure time sometimes <laughs> because I tend to, you know, as an Andromeda and starseed, I tend to uh, live quite fluidly sometimes. I tend to be in this very liminal and subliminal sort of time, space, energy. So. Uh, the linearity of time is sometimes a bit complicated for me. And, and so when I woke up in 2011, this is when I heard the voice of God. And I was being suicidal. So I heard the voice of God say, it's not your time to go yet. And that kept me going, kept me on the planet. And, and I realized that, okay, yes, there has to be something, you know, beyond this, but I didn't really go that much deeper into discovering my sort of spiritual nature at that point, other than you know, from the surrealist art point of view. Like I have always been drawing from my imagination. I was not really interested in drawing what I see in the physical. Like I wouldn't be interested in drawing this microphone. I'm more interested in, for example, drawing what the microphone can create for me, something like that, or how I would uh, see the energy field of this microphone or something like that. And so that was something that was also a part of my journey because I always, you know, loved art, but I was always told, oh, it's not practical. It's not something that, you know, you can make a living out of and stuff like that. Uh, and I was also, quite entrepreneurial, I actually wanted to start a business, you know, 
I kind of, <laughs> it's a funny idea. I kind of wrote about this on my blog, but I had this um, little kiosk thing that I was trying to make. It was so funny. I would have really wanted to make a kiosk, like an eco-friendly kiosk or something like that. <laughs> and, and yeah, this is kind of how my sort of entrepreneurial nature showed up. But then there were a lot of, of course, naysayers saying that, oh my God, you have to do everything by yourself. And those same people don't even understand how much I work these days, right? Like whenever I can, right? And, and they don't understand like how, like that this is actually a lot of work. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's such a paradox and it's so confusing to me. <laughs> and so, yeah, when it comes to how things went on from there pretty soon after that, I don't think it was even a year or two later than that, that I got my first tarot deck. And I was already so fascinated with that. Um, and, but I just didn't have my own deck until I got one. I was gifted by my aunt. Um, and then, then what happened was, yeah, I read a few times. Then I got a little bit deeper when I went to art school, got some new decks. I found out about like this plethora of tarot decks that exists, okay? And I had already been feeling like I was a weirdo all my life. <laughs> and then my dick was born. Maybe I will show my dick. Here it is. First one. First tarot deck that I made, the inspiring in the tarot. Here it is. And uh, it is very cute, first of all. I'm very proud of my creation. But my thing with, you know, you know, I was discovering this starship thing. I, again, I have a hard time remembering the years, but I did want to create an alien deck because there was just not that many alien decks out there when I started reading or when I actually went into this deeper. So I created that from that and from the desire to have a deck in the world that I would use that uh, that I wanted to see in the world, of course. And so for when it comes to that, when it comes to uh, my sort of starseed awakening, whenever I found out about this, it felt so true to me. It felt like yeah, it's it just a piece of the puzzle that fits so effortlessly into this. And then the exploration continued. <laughs> and I started to figure out, okay, what's my origin? Uh, where have I been? And Andromeda was one of the first ones that uh, popped up. And it has repeated in so many ways. It has just repeated and repeated and repeated in so many different contexts. It's one of the most consistent origins that I have. And, and another one that I'm especially representing in this life is avian energy, 
from, I mean, I, I incarnated from uh, the center of the galaxy, galactic center of the Milky Way. And I hung out there a little bit before incarnating and this, this bird, avian, um, this avian sort of wanted to be here for, for uh, the majority of my experience. But Andromeda was the one that I always seemed to return to. And that's where my star family is. So that's, that's what that is. And I have been in Earth before, though. And I feel like that was a choice from the higher levels, from the oversoul and all of that. That we would spend a few lives on Earth so that we can kind of have an idea on what it's like here. And so that we kind of want this major lesson on like live life true to you and don't force yourself to live by the rules of this so-called society of the 21st century. Because the conditioning, the conditioning is very hurtful for the soul. We are here to, first of all, decondition if we haven't already. And then to lead and, and show the way, ultimately, to this, to this sort of merge of the higher dimension within the human. This is just what I believe. This is just my perspective. And it's a part of what I do as a star guide and uh, a starship mentor. Starseed Integration Mentor. That's what I do. Um, and I also teach about all cosmetic physical arts. And I know that for sure in my upcoming videos, I will be demonstrating more with the tarot. We getting more into the metaphysical and sort of all the dimensional aspects of the tarot, especially for when it comes to my cards. And I have also wrote a guidebook for my Deck, which goes a little bit deeper into the spiritual meanings. I mean, but th that was also written back then. So keep that in mind, it was written um, between, I would say, 2017 and 2020. And then I also tweaked it up a little bit earlier this year, because there were some weird things that I wrote in there that uh, I feel like there was kind of like an infiltration from when I was living with my parents because uh, I was also dating an abusive person. <laughs> and thank goodness we are not uh, in contact anymore, but there was just a lot of crap going on and a lot of uh, crappy energy that uh, should have been cleared like way earlier. And then in 2020, I did a lot of clearing and I started to embody my higher self, embody my most dimensional self. I started to really go full on into this. Um, all while coming out as trans and going through a pretty traumatic process in regards to how that was received. And uh, that's also just a part of my story, a part of my truth. For whatever reason, I mean, it was a crisis. Even you know, you know, breaking up with this person and then, then coming out. Of course, that's a freaking crisis. That's gonna turn your life upside down. But I'm so glad I did it. And yeah, getting myself back on track 
uh, it's been quite a slow process. And I still have been feeling that I need to sort of heat up the motor, but also not overload my brain and my nervous system. Because that would not be very wise. And I'm not using my spiritual practice as sort of like, a, like I don't want to use it as a substitute for all of the other help that I need. But I have always been very familiar with this type of work. Like I went to therapy for like four years when I was 15 to like 19 years old. And I have also been different mental faculties three times total. And the last time I also got some, uh, I got this skid test done. And the skid test is a long test, long freaking test that goes into not just mental health disorders, but also eating disorders, uh, personality disorders, as well as um, psychotic, psychotic disorders and all kinds of things like that. And, and the reason why I also wanted this, because I had some things that one would consider almost psychotic, like those type of symptoms, you know, and here's the thing, when we talk about psychotic, we are talking about hallucinations and things like paranoia, things like, they even counted magical thinking in that. And they pointed that out to me that like, okay, you got magical thinking and you got this paranoia, you get these vibes, but we can't really diagnose schizophrenia or an actual psychotic like disorder. And Sometimes when I was like really, really depressed, I would have those, you know, paranoid moments. I would have those um, intense moments. But magical thinking, however, I feel weird about the fact that <laughs> that would be an illness, right? I'm going to question that. And... Um, and especially if it's something positive, like I already believed in manifestation at that time, you know? So, so if we believe that by the power of our own will, we can change things. I don't see that as an illness. I just don't. <laughs> and I want to be more open about this because so often, yeah, sometimes, some of us experience this uh, sort of crazy programming or to, in my opinion, this is just the one way that these things are pushed down by the old paradigm, those who still wanna hold on to that. And even back then, those who wanted so badly to you know, hold on to that old reality where this stuff is repressed. Yeah, and even just the things that I saw, they, they didn't really happen all the time. And I also feel like, you know, my perspectives on this have shifted. Like there was a time when I talked about, you know, the difference between psychosis and psychic uh, experiences. And for me, the difference was that I could control it. Okay. But then there's this other side of things where when you are like really tapped in, when you are really embodied, you are able to perceive this a lot more consistently. And I also believe that when you have a practice, 
it also gets a lot more easier to be more constantly in the flow. And I also believe that even though you might be living 100% multidimensionally, <laughs> yeah, you might be living in it 24-7, you can still say to the beings that you don't want to talk to them. Like, it's up to you. And yeah, it's all, it all comes down to your choice. And you don't have to be in that sort of empath overload where everything sticks to you. Now, do I still choose to live in an experience where I can tap into my gifts all times? Yes, I don't wanna like numb it or anything. And I don't really enjoy the idea of turning it off necessarily. So, so that does then take a lot more discernment to, to work it out and to work with it, you know. But yeah, that's kind of the story. Like my starseed awakening in art school. Right, I didn't even tell the fucking story. <laughs> but how I found out, oh my God. The proof to me, this is something for me to explore, was when I saw a UFO in my freaking grandma's back <laughs> in the sky. There was this ball of light, which just vanished. It was huge, and then it just vanished. Probably a Pleiadian ship. I heard that they appear as orbs of light. And now I'm getting chills. I'm getting freaking chills when I, when I just said that. And usually when I get chills, something is shifting. And I, I, I saw something on the screen. Did you see that? <laughs> I guess I did. And, and so when it comes to this experience, everybody saw it, but nobody really said anything. I was just like, oh, did you see that? And I was just like, UFOs, maybe? UFOs? And yeah, then we just went on with our day. Like, it was so weird. I still remember, and I don't know if anyone else remembers. I don't know if their memory was maybe instantly erased just to keep them, you know, sane. Because, like I said, these are, you know, maybe my grandma and my aunt are a little bit more open to this weird stuff, but my parents are quite well they're aware that there has been haunting in their house so uh, i don't know if they're still unmagical uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna speak for them but you you already know from what i told before how i grew up so of course if if there was just a random ufo that would appear it would be like holy crap my whole life has been alive. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that was my initiation. And then I thought that, okay, this alien deck is really going to be the thing to do. And I'm thinking this was 2014 or 2015. And then 2015 was when I was making the deck. When I was starting with the first few cards. 
I'm feeling so much just love just coming to me right now. He thinks that's just the star beings being like, hey, thanks for making the dick. We love you. Yeah, that's what they're saying, and I want to cry. Uh, and it's okay because it's my fucking podcast. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story. I want to discover this further. And I found out about all these different uh, origin spaces after that. And 2017 was a big year for me because that's when I also had my gender awakening. So when I first realized that, okay, I'm not uh, cis, but I couldn't really embrace the trans label either, right? Like I couldn't really say that I was trans because I was still a bit shy to really explore. And I was a bit wounded from sexual abuse. So, yeah, it was quite, it was a rough year, but it was a healing crisis year, which changed my life for the better eventually, because then in 2018, we started my business, oh yeah, <laughs> and um, had my first solo travels, where I met that abusive ex-boyfriend, <laughs> um, and I should have seen the red flags, but hey, I can't judge myself, I will just take about accountability for my mistakes and forgive myself and move on and create a future that is more gentle, more loving towards myself, of course. And yeah, that's what we're really here to do. We are here to create our, our new era because each and every one of us has their own version of the new earth, I believe. I believe we all have our own sort of part in that creation. And I have seen the realms, I have seen them. And they are quite magnificent. I do believe that uh, it is something that everyone has to experience for themselves. Like we can't just go and say to somebody what the new earth will be necessarily, apart from what we have seen in those rooms. 11.11, as I said that. <laughs> and so I guess something to wrap this up with because I have talked about the most important things. I've talked about my initiation, the UFO, and I also saw a UFO pretty recently. It was mid-March this year. So that was another one that was like showing me a big moment, but showing me like a, a chapter turn. And the chapter turn is still in the process, of course, but but yeah, I've got all kinds of cool things to share with you. I'm sure more will get shared in the process of creating this podcast. And I've got plenty of creative projects. I definitely want to focus more on this channel as well as sharing more about the cards, because that just seems to be very much supported. 
throughout. And again, or I feel that, yes, it's very much supported. It's a part of my journey on this planet to be not only working with that deck, but the fact that I created it was a big deal. And there's all kinds of cool artistic things coming to this channel as well. So I hope you guys are just as excited as I am. And yeah, I just really look forward to bringing this podcast to you. And I hope it will bring a lot of fun moments, inspiring vibes, as well as just an infinitely expansive perspective of not just the so-called reality that everyone wants to talk about so much, like, oh my God, be realistic, which is uh, another paradox because there are multiple realities showing <laughs> all the time. Uh, and so, yeah, the reality is multidimensional. And that is at the core of my experience and my understanding of the universe. And with that said, with that in mind, thank you for listening. This has been Alvea Crescens. I use he, him pronouns. I'm an Andromedan Ghostbuster. <laughs> I am a multi-passionate creative. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I honor your time. Remember to follow as well as subscribe. No matter where you're listening to, whether it's YouTube or Spotify, etc. Keep in touch. And I'll see you later.